Welcome back to This Person I Met. As this podcast approaches its 40th episode, with this being the 38th, I only get more and more amazed by all the incredible people I'm able to talk to. On June 26, 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down all state bans on same-sex marriage, which legalized it in all 50 states. This was a massive win for Jason, the University of Michigan professor that I had the privilege of talking to today, and his partner, as well as all other same-sex couples in the U.S. In this interview, Jason shares with us his journey with surrogacy, which was able to provide him and his partner two healthy twin boys completing their family. My name is Jason. I am a tenured faculty at the University of Michigan Ann Arbor. Uh, I've been at the university for um, close to 15 years. And so the topic I kind of wanted to talk about with you today is your journey with surrogacy. So can you tell me how you, maybe how you heard about surrogacy? Um, did you know anything about it? Yeah, certainly that's a long story. And so um, I have a long-term relationship with my partner for uh, over 20 years. The major milestone that allow us to make a decision to uh, start the surrogacy journey is actually uh, the year when the same-sex marriage was granted. That's a really a, a big moment to, to us because even though uh, people have been uh, very vocal about LGBTQ rights, right? so about marriage equality, but uh, this is not accepted uh, at many different levels. And so you can see all kinds of discriminations that people are talking about. Um, so certainly this from the Supreme Court, right? so it's something that's truly supportive. So it doesn't matter whether you think about this as a, a choice of lifestyle or something else. Although we don't we don't think this is a choice of life it's a choice of lifestyle, right? so because we're born this way, right? So it's important to have this uh, support from the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And then we decided that so um, we want to have our kids because at least in this legal system and our kids at least will be protected. After talking with friends, and so certain friends in this community, it's a very small community, and then we started talking with some agents. Right? So, and actually at that time, there were already uh, some different agents uh, around the country started to um, basically provide this kind of service right? So for LGBT community. I think partly because it's basically uh, this rights, if you wish, uh, provided to LGBT from the Supreme Court, and then people... Many people, uh, even though they're not thought this as a potential commercial opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So do you see that? Yeah. Yes. So these are the different aspects to this very complex issue. But certainly for us, I think the time right for us to start this process. And how did you come to realize that surrogacy was what you wanted to do rather than like adoption or other methods of um, building a family? That's a very good question. Um, because... <laughs> I think after all, I am an adult. I like to have my own child. Um, so I think the tendency for uh, adult and to, so I, I agree there are still, there are adults who don't want to have their own child, uh, but I think that's likely to be a small population of minority. 
But I think majority of people, uh, I think they like to have a child of their own. And so that as nat- I think as that's natural. Adoption, uh, we did consider, but given we already know that this IVF technology is uh, mature enough and to be able to uh, deliver a baby of our own. And so uh, that, that is our first choice instead of uh, doing uh, adoption. Um, and so you mentioned it was through an agency? Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, at that time, so basically we did uh, our research uh, online and then to look for those um, circus agency. Right? So what does this agency do? Right? So they basically provide a and the middleman, right? So they acting as the middleman, right? So between the couple, uh, the LGBT couple, right? And also the so the women who are willing to provide the services service, and because after all, this process have a lot of uh, um, gray areas, and so uh, real really requires some legal expert in order for us to go through it uh, smoothly. And so this is why I think very important to um, to talk to an agent and then uh, then basically uh, starting working with them and then to get this process started. You were talking about like the there's a lot of gray areas in this process. Um, were you aware yes. about these things before starting this journey? N- not really, not really, it's because basically all we want to have is. Uh, to have a uh, surrogacy mother, and then we will provide sperms, and then uh, certainly we'll also right. So another thing is that we have to to look for uh, the egg donor who can provide the egg, so that the uh, basically the uh, in vitro fertilization clinic. So there are uh, this is very well established technology, right? So IVF technology. Although I think it's after that Supreme Court decision, and then the more uh, LGBT people started to use the IVF technology. So uh, in terms of gray areas, for example, when the child was born, who will be the legal mother, father? And especially in the United States, right, so different states have very different stipulations about who, will, who can claim the parental rights. This is actually very important because we want to have a child and then uh, we don't want the surrogate mother to claim the right. So it's very, uh, so I think it's very important to have uh, agents. So indeed, many of these agents, founding members are attorneys. And so they're attorneys and specialize in the type of law areas. Um, and how is the safety of everyone involved um, protected in this process? You mean health? Right? So you mean? Or like uh, you're like. Yeah, clarify legal rights yeah yes yes and so when we started the process a good part of this agency is that we have our attorneys uh, that are representing us and so this attorney also they also have attorney representing the surrogacy mother and so uh, for both sides we drafted this very long legal documents and so over 20 30 pages even though there could be a format for this type of legal document to go for every couple, but depending on the situation, and so the attorney has to uh, doing a little bit tweaking uh, in terms of the language specifications and to fit for each couple and each circus and other. And like in the face of all these documents, how, how are you feeling personally? We feel that it's necessary to go through this and because after all, 
uh, after, so imagine that in the end, if the child is born, and then we want everything to be as expected, there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. And actually, before we started the surgery situation, I definitely heard about uh, a case that was discussed at the national level that a surrogacy mother claimed uh, parental rights for the born child. Right? So this is something that I don't want to have. And how did you feel about these um, risks, like the potential that something could happen um, like that? I think so to have attorneys on both sides and then every document we sign under this uh, mutual agreement. And so I think we feel comfortable. And so and actually the process of starting uh, the agency also knows very important like, that the couple needs to have a very good relationship with the surrogate mother. Because after all, right, so once the pregnancy started, the unborn child literally was the surrogate mother for this long time. Whatever uncertainty, we as parents though, will be very worried. And so therefore, ideally, you want to have a very good uh, relationship between the couple and the surrogate mother. And so this is the agency trying to achieve. And I think they, they did a very good job. And we and the surrogate mother indeed uh, end up with a very good relationship. Right, so our child are going to celebrate their six years birthday now, like old friends. And so every year we send Christmas gifts to our surrogate family. And every year, uh, so they also send uh, cards and to us. And so this is a very warm relationship when we think about six years after that. So did you like keep in touch with the surrogate mother throughout the pregnancy? Like how did how did communication work? Yes. Right. So uh, the agency actually require the couple to talk weekly mm-hmm. on a weekly basis with the surrogate mother even before uh, the pregnancy starts, for uh, a month at least, right? so to establish some uh, good, stable relationship. Well, because once the surrogacy started, in vitro fertilization, and so have more involved. And so actually, we together with the surrogate mother, we went to the IVF and we did all this, um, and so various procedures together. And so it's a very supportive uh, relationship. We feel very fortunate about. And so uh, that's the agency did a good job. And how, how are the surrogate mothers, are they chosen or is it the two are, you're, you're matched with a surrogate mother or how does it work? Yes. And so the surrogate mother was presented by the agency. And so uh, they typically uh, present um, several uh, of candidate surrogate mother that you can choose there are files that you can read about what's a, what's his family, what his what her family look like, and all those things they can take into considerations. So it, I think it's fairly um, straightforward process in terms of choosing surrogate mother. It's a much more uh, time consuming and more nerve wracking process when we go to the process of choosing an egg donor. Yeah, so it's a very complex. First, uh, we uh, so we have the surrogate mother chosen. One year after that, we just started to have our act donor. And so during this process, so the surrogate mother was a little bit worried because uh, she has signed up with us, and yet she hasn't received any real payment towards her uh, surrogacy practice. She signed up with us, and therefore she cannot sign with other people. And then during this entire first year, we're just basically plain talking without any true 
uh, IVF experience started. And so it's, she had a little bit of a, um, I think she is understandable. And so she is also very considerate. And so which we truly appreciate. Just to clarify the the egg donor is separate from the surrogate mother, they're two. It's, it's separate, mm-hmm. it's separate, yes. Um, so because the current technology, the IVF technology, uh, allows uh, the fertilized egg to form and then frozen uh, in ultra low temperature, depending on when you want to start, and then they they will basically saw this fertilized egg and then implant into the uterus of the uh, surrogate mother. So therefore, this egg donor versus the surrogacy mother is completely separate, so two identity. Mm-hmm. And so indeed, we have egg donor later, but we first have a surrogacy mother uh, very early now. To summarize and demystify the process, the IVF procedure is perfectly safe and methodical with well-established techniques and justified medical procedures. The whole experience is fairly simple as well. The clinic receives the sperm and retrieves the eggs from the egg donor separately and then fertilizes the eggs in vitro. Jason and his partner never even saw the egg donor in person. To clarify, the egg donor is anyone who is willing to give out their eggs, and the family receiving the eggs pays for the medical procedure along with a little extra compensation. Um, yeah. So what about after the pregnancy? Um, like, how did you feel? What, 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 what was the process like afterwards? Right. For us, and so we have been, uh, so me and my partner have been thinking about to have one fertilized egg from me and one fertilized egg from him, and then both um, planted uh, simultaneously into the uterus of the mother. Um, Certainly from our side, we think that uh, that's uh, a little symbol of our long-term relationship together to have two fertilize that together. Uh, so I hope you see that. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the question is basically why, so this has a high risk. The IVF doctor suggested that the probability for both to basically mature and then eventually gave rise to twins uh, is almost 30% lower than just a single one in plants. And so there's a lot of emotion up and down. So uh, there are uh, some uh, <clears throat> physiological parameters that the doctor measure to indicate whether the uh, pregnancy is successful. And so I read a lot of uh, literature, even though I'm not in that field, I read a literature about what could be indication of a twins, <laughs> what could be indication of just a single. <laughs> and so um, it's a very, uh, so emotion up and down. Yeah, so, because I hope that both will be good. And so I think we're lucky that both are uh, good. And so we have two twins. Oh, wow. Okay. So the pregnancy was smooth? It was? Yes. So in our case, uh, it's relatively smooth. Um, so I actually accompanied our surrogate mother. And so um, together we stayed in a hotel close to the IVF. The pregnancy was once uh, after implantation, and then she go back to her home. And so uh, she's in a different state. And so we're in a different state and we keep the talking. But the entire process is reasonably uh, smooth until at the close the very end because it's a twin uh, pregnancy. So usually twin pregnancy, um, so the mother uh, tend to uh, deliver earlier than expected due date. Therefore, our sons are officially considered as premature baby when they are born. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can still remember that day. 
when my partner and I holding the two babies together, we're so appreciative of the surrogate mother uh, because on that day, uh, I, I think she really is a hero. She gave birth to uh, the brother. And then uh, there seems to be some complication and therefore the doctor has to uh, open up his stomach to C-section. And so um, I think she endured all this. And so we're very um, appreciative of her. Um, at first, or whatever involved in this process is very, very, um, uh, truly, I think she is a hero, mm -hmm. the circus author. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so after that, do you just, are you able to just go home with the, the children or like, what happens? Right. And so the process after, right, and so we stay with the children uh, in the hospital for about a week. And then uh, we're basically, uh, base, all right, so the contract is basically what ends on that day. Mm -hmm. right. So the contract end doesn't mean that uh, the relationship ends. Like I said to you that we still have this very uh, good relationship going on with the surrogacy parents, uh, well, with surrogacy family. For us, we basically, we, we rent a car and then we, we basically have the two kids with us and then uh, two adults with two babies and all the way drove uh, from that city and all the way to Michigan. And so um, that's in January. <laughs> and were there people supporting you? Um, was your family supportive? Um, and also the family of the surrogate mother, were they involved at all? Yes, that's a very good question. And so her family, including her own kids, very supportive. And her mother, also very supportive. And I think partly perhaps because, and so uh, the surrogacy, uh, she first, uh, so why she decided to do surrogacy? Because uh, she had some colleagues and then did this, and then she learned some positive experiences from her colleagues, and then she decided to do this. And they are all Americans, so, so I think they're relative open. And so I think it's important to mention some cultural differences because after all, we are from uh, Asian, and so from China, uh, it's a long time, so uh, it's forbidden. Still, I think it's illegal in China uh, to do surrogacy. So you can see the differences between countries and handle this type of issues. In terms of my family, so my parents, um, so here's the thing. Still at this point, uh, they are not aware of this formal relationship between me and my partner, which is something that I still consider as a unfortunate because I, I wish I can tell them, but still their understanding in their mind uh, at what what I told you and my partner told his parents is very close. We're very close friends. We have been close together. We have thought about uh, coming out to them, but the thing is, um, because this LGBT issue, even for us ourselves, right? So, so such a long time to struggle. Eventually, we accept ourselves. We simply don't want to burden our elderly parents with something that, even though they could comprehend in the end, but I don't want them to unnecessarily think about this. And I have heard many examples from uh, our close uh, friends in this small community 
that uh, coming out is a good thing for us because we feel relieved. But the parents, they spend a lot of time and try to understand what's going on. What's exactly that uh, their, their their son uh, is behaving like this. And so I think this is especially true for people from uh, Oriental culture. So different family had different situations, but in at least for us, uh, we chose not to um, comment out to our parents. Um, but were you were supported by friends around you? Were there people that like um, encouraged you to go towards surrogacy, or maybe advised not to? Or at the time that we started uh, our surrogacy, I haven't come out to any of my colleagues here at Michigan, at the University of Michigan. It's only for me after we had our children, and I feel that I should at least come out to people around me, although not to my parents, but coming out around me, because uh, I want to, I think this is a, this is a power that conveyed by the babies. And so I, I want them to feel proud to have parents like us. And so I don't want to hide myself in terms that I have a kids. And so, because after all, I, I need to raise them up for so, such a long time. And so I, I, I want them to feel proud about who they are parents. And so I decided to come up to uh, people around me after we had our children. Would you say that there are misconceptions behind the whole surrogate process or not really? Um, I think definitely there will be, uh, there are uh, misconceptions because uh, even uh, I can say honestly, at the beginning, when we started this process, and we think, right, so because after all, I think we are biased in this Oriental culture, and certainly I'm aware that surrogacy is illegal in China. And so, therefore, whoever here uh, who will be our surrogacy mother, I think they are uh, exceptional from our side, because uh, so we're going to benefit from ha having a surrogacy mother. But on the other hand, right, so what about people who are not us? Right? So who don't, they, they will never view this from angle, from our angle to see the surrogate mother. They are angel who can bring children to people who don't have the ability to have their own children. And so uh, I think they're, yeah, so given this diversity of such diversity in this country, on many different issues, it's no surprise to me that there'll be a uh, misconception about uh, surrogacy. And especially given the complexity of legal issues involved in this process and for many different things. Yeah. Is there anything that you have to say um, in response to that? Right. Um, I think, uh, so surrogacy mother, right? So they literally, uh, this is the sentence I wrote in one of their legal documents, I think they are the angel of the world because they do such great things. And so people should not view them as uh, something abnormal or whatever uh, because this is a such a nice thing and then bear children for someone that we're not able to do. And partly is this misconception, I think, result from uh, people when they think about LGBT as well. But on the other hand, right, so when you think about heterosex couples, 
right? So they could also have some problems in giving birth to children. So therefore, in this case, a surrogate mother uh, will be necessary and to bring them children. And so I think uh, any misconception uh, regarding this uh, surrogacy and surrogate mother uh, should be clarified. So are you saying that you think people view um, when same-sex couples use surrogate mothers and then when um, uh, opposite sex couples, that like it's different? It's different. It is different because after all, so even though, so now in the U.S., all right, so in terms of people, population uh, who supported the, the same sex, all right, so it's about 60-70%, which is very high. That's still 30%, 40%. They don't. And so uh, there are also very uh, legitimate, why right, so um, religious reasons, because after all, this is, is a country with religion. So this have a heavy influence on many people in terms of their thinking. And so I don't blame them. I don't blame them because after all, this uh, difference in ideology uh, is, uh, is a very complex issue. Um, but on the other hand, I think that when they think about this uh, surrogacy and th- try to think about uh, from different perspectives, and so to to take it uh, in a more friendly way. Um, and throughout this journey, are there things that you've learned maybe about yourself or um, like human nature or just life in general? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think uh, when I think about this entire process, the way that people can achieve uh, mutual understanding and therefore harmony uh, a good relationship with each other uh, is all that uh, basically overweigh many many uh, adversities and so i would say that at certain stages i'm even encouraged by uh, my surrogacy the surrogacy mother and i mentioned to you that i was encouraged by having our own baby i was able to come out to my colleagues and so um, it's really this process uh, that uh, allow me to think many things from a slightly different perspective, which I think it, I would like to cherish this very unique experience. Um, but on the other hand, I, I understand that people with different experiences may not view this in the same way as I do. I want to bring a positive image and positive thoughts about uh, surrogacy and the surrogacy journey. And so uh, it's nothing uh, that is so um, uh, different from what many people are doing uh, because that is a process. And so uh, it's uh, very unique and very rewarding. So thank you so much for um, talking to me about like such a such a personal topic like this. I, re- I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. So oh, well, thank you for being interested in this type of topic. Yeah. Uh, so I think basically I opened up my today uh, myself today, um, and so because there are some uh, topics like I cannot even talk to my parents about, and so I have told you today. So yeah, and I appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you.